Hey there, folks, and welcome to Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. Of course, my name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at IamCalebB. That's IamCaleb and then another B. Follow my friend, co-host, and producer, Eddie Cornelison, at EDDYC85. Follow the show at EC underscore Hero. Check out our Instagram, EC HeroCast, and our Gmail, EC herocast at gmail.com this is episode 127 the recording date is thursday september 8 2022 and we are here to review guardians of the galaxy eddie it is getting really good it is it is i i mean it's like i know where we're headed but just seeing the build-up and everything with the Infinity Stones and Thanos, it's like I'm all excited again, and we still have five more years. <laughs> yes. Which is yes. good, which is good. I'm not bemoaning the fact that it's going to take so long. Yeah. Well, let's do a quick count real quick. Also, by the way, guys, just for reference, this was released on August 1 of 2014, so this movie is roughly just a little over eight years old. Uh, that being said... I'm pulling up the spreadsheet real quick. I'm going to do a quick count. Eddie, if you want to you know, go off about something, you can. I'm going to count the MCU movies between now and Infinity War. All right. Well, while you do that, I will uh, – I'll, I'll do the time capsule. Might as well. I uh, this, was a, uh, this was a big mistake of mine. This was a big mistake. Just a lesson to all of you. The grass is not always greener on the other side. I left my job at Discover, which I will say, maybe if I hadn't have done all this, maybe I wouldn't be where I am now. So maybe it all happened for a reason. I don't know. But regardless, um, I left uh, I left a, a job at Discover that I really, really liked. And I went to... I, won't, I, w I made the promise if I went to a job I did not like, uh, I won't use their actual name. So I will go with uh, Goliath National Bank. So that's uh, not a real place unless you know, unless it's uh, the How I Met Your Mother verse. But mm. so yes, I went to Goliath National Bank, and let's see, it started off okay. Actually, no, it didn't. I, I take that back. I remember my very first day. This was a sign, a sign from 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 God above. I'm convinced that he was like. Try and go back. See if you can go back. And uh, I didn't try. But on my first day at Discover, we got those Tervis mugs that are like 20 bucks. So, pretty nice gift. And we got free uh, free pizza on our first day. I always think your job should... I always feel like your job should give you lunch on your first day. First day at uh, Goliath National Bank. I walk in. There's these cheap water bottles on the desk. And I was like, oh boy. And right then I knew, I was like, I made a big mistake. <laughs> as crazy as that sounds, I knew. And they, it's to this day, it's the only job other than when I worked at a grocery store in high school, which doesn't even exist anymore. But it's the only job <laughs> I've ever had where they did not buy lunch my first day. I went to their cafeteria. It was very expensive. It was like $12 for a slice of pizza, a salad, and a drink. $12. thought that was a little pricey. And, yeah. Uh, I remember by – I was at my mom's house at Thanksgiving, and I was fixing up my resume. And my uncle saw me. He's like, 
you just got a job. I'm like, yeah, well, this will tell you how well it's going. <laughs> so <laughs> I was all ready to leave by November. So Goliath National Bank. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to be there for, for quite a while. But mm. it was uh, it was bad. So, August 2014. Your boy wasn't doing much of anything besides being fat. And uh, that's life. Uh, sad news. I've actually been gaining a little bit here and there. I weighed in at 213 this morning. Ugh. But 213 versus 306, we'll take it. You know. Um, that being said, I did the math. And I'm going to list off every movie between now and Infinity War. Pardon me, every Marvel movie between now and Infinity War. I'm going to list off all of them. That'd be way too long. Uh, we have got Avengers, Age of, Age of Ultron, Ant-Man. We have got Captain America, Civil War. We have got Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, and the Black Panther. So and... we'll get about eight. Oh, wait, Infinity that's just Avengers. Okay. So yeah, eight, yeah. and then in between there is uh, Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, whichever. No, Captain Marvel is after Infinity War. Yeah, in between the two Avengers movies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I wouldn't skip Captain Marvel. Um, no, you respect women too much. I do. I respect women. That's I'm a well documented uh, feminist. So yes. That being said. <clears throat> champions in wrestling at the time oh by the way history of the movie i saw this with probably the biggest group of friends uh both in size and weight uh, that i have uh seen a movie with i saw this with like four other uh friends of mine were they all fat <laughs> all but one of them yes okay because you made it seem like you like i was just being fat and i saw it with a big group of friends yes we were a big group of friends yes literally Love them all to death, though. So, uh, I don't yeah. remember. I saw it in theater, and uh... bro, I'm telling you, Sunday matinee. That's what I saw. I saw this on a Sunday matinee. Ooh, love it, love I... it, dude. Love a Sunday matinee. I can't do them anymore because of my work schedule. But I saw a Beast on a Sunday matinee. Yeah, the... like a two o'clock showing. Yeah, those are the move, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, this was probably a Friday nighter. I, 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 I like the Friday nights. I know it's crowded, but yeah. uh, if you buy your tickets early, you get the assigned seats. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I saw this at the Bartlesville Theater, the only theater in Bartlesville. Um, mm -hmm. Did you see this at an AMC? Where'd you see it at? Uh, yeah, more than likely AMC 10 in uh, in Hilliard. Hilliard, Ohio. Yeah. yeah, I'm very familiar. Mm, sure. I for there. Yeah, uh, that's closest one to where I live. That's probably where I went for this one. Mm, absolutely. Hey, number one song by Digital Download as of August 1, 2014. Oh, my God. This was three years to the day of the August 1 warning. <laughs> or, <laughs> pardon me, just one year. Oh. Yeah. Tito Ortiz, the debut. What was the song? Uh, Rude by Magic. I, I said it like that because it's magic with an exclamation. Rude by Magic? Why you gotta be so rude? That's oh, that song. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 
freaking sucks, but it went viral for like all summer of 2014. Uh, yeah, that was, that sounds like a one-hit wonder. Yes, dude. Especially with a name like Magic, you know? Like, why, why would I ever expect to hear another song from you guys? Well, he did a good disappearing act. hey You sure you ain't got kids, buddy? Not that I know of. See, that I'm, I'm implying that was a dad joke. Anyway. Yes, I uh, know. You're champions in wrestling. This is a very eclectic group. Hey, Sully, what's up? A uh, very eclectic group, as far as I'm concerned. In the WWE side, you had, for a couple more weeks, John Cena, the WWE champion. In NXT, Neville, still your NXT champion. And All-Atlantic. And six-man. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> hey, I like to point out when there's champions today. Yeah. Also... Happy birthday to future Caleb. You're going to be 28 by the time this episode comes out. Hmm. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. This will drop one day after my 28th birthday. Uh, Ring of Honor world champion Michael Elgin. Uh, oh, my God. When would... Okay. I'm trying to see... I don't have this on my uh, time capsule thing, but uh, this was probably around the time I went to a Ring of Honor show in Cincinnati. And Michael yeah. Elgin was the champ. It was Kevin Steen's penultimate show. Oh, yeah. You told me about this. He fought yeah. Nakamura? Uh, no. He, oh. <laughs> he fought the Silas Young. Oh. Well, actually, I have seen Michael Elgin fight, uh, not Nakamura, but um, Naito. But no, no. Later on. Like, did you not see Kevin Steen fight Nakamura? No, of course not. Oh. <laughs> I thought that they had sounds a match, awesome, like, but no, I didn't. That was like one of his last matches in Ring of Honor was against Nakamura. No, his final match was against uh, uh, Steve Carino. Oh, okay. His, that, I saw that, his final match against an active competitor. Well, that makes sense, given their whole, like, 2011 feud. Um, TNA, World Heavyweight Champion, Lashley. This was when he was on his Destroyer yeah. And the uh, inner or no, sorry, U.S. champion Lashley. Yeah, current. Oh, oh yeah, he is the active U.S. champion thanks to Dexter Loomis, Loomis and his creepy eyes. America. Yes. You you realize the Miz is also American? Yeah. Well, he's in California. That's our. That's debatable. Oh, stop. That's enough of that. Uh course this was directed by james gunn and let's get into the facts and figures financially and uh, critically how did this do well this did great and i uh, can't wait for james gunn to like this tweet when we uh throw out the podcast yeah budget 195.9 million box office 772.8 million which uh Puts it right into the top ten, number eight at five seventy six point nine, inflation seven twenty two even. And the so, WWE thought this wouldn't be a draw. That's right. So yeah, right yeah. below Spider Man two and right above X Men Days Future Past, which we did last week. Um, but yeah, you're right. WWE did not promote it because, I mean. <laughs> It's one thing for Vince to say no one saw the Pirates of the Caribbean movie with the whole uh, Paul Burchill pirate gimmick and be like, no, yeah. be a real pirate, not Jack Sparrow. No one saw those movies. It's another thing in the middle of the Marvel, I don't know, 
what you call it, the fact that two years earlier Avengers made a billion dollars, and yeah. we just we're just going to assume that no one's going to watch this movie, like completely in a bubble. <laughs> yeah, that is very much a isolated take for sure. Yeah. Oh well. But uh, yeah. oh, and of course. Critics, 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. And the fans... What about the fans? 92%. We did it. We got them. Yes! We got them. Yes! The Scorigami streak lives on the same day the Queen died. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the lack of Scorigami between the, the critics and fans has been compromised to a permanent end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hell yes. Yes. <sighs> also, to my British listeners, uh, sorry for your loss, and to my Irish and uh, Scottish listeners, congratulations. Uh, uh, you don't realize, you may not realize this, the Queen was very divisive. <laughs> I thought she was really popular. Uh, maybe in the mainland, but like I said, the Scots and the Irish cannot stand that family, dude. Well, I mean, they don't really have any actual power anymore, so... Yeah, but they just, still don't like them. It's just all for show. Yeah. I think they yeah. run the churches. Oh, no. I don't know. I stopped caring about the Queen when we beat them in the Revolutionary War. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I, I stopped caring about the Queen in, around uh, July 4th of 1776. Which, yes, I know, France, we wouldn't have won the war without France. I learned actual American history. Yes. Yeah, I'm know. aware that the, the French were very, um, what's the word here, influential in our victory of that war. Yeah, if France and, and England had about the same size army, we would have been, dis- it would have been a squash match if we went at them alone. Um, not all schools teach that. Good ones do. Mine did. So yeah, all these people that complain, oh, people don't learn actual American history. They do if you go to a good school. Yes, exactly. I, lear- and do- I learned Columbus was a slave master. I learned that France helped us win the Revolutionary War. Just go to better schools, even if, people. Even if you go to a small school, you just got to go to the right school and have the right teacher that's going to teach you the right stuff. No new kids. Um, I still remember it to this day. The teacher drew a big circle on the blackboard and wrote England inside. He drew a small circle and wrote USA. Then he drew another big circle and wrote France. And it's like, you get it? And I was like, eh, makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'll say, in, in like early primary school, yes, you learn it's like a big underdog story. Yeah. But then as you get older, then you're ready to learn like the truths about what yeah. you already learned. So. Learn the hard truth. Yeah, the high, high school age. Then you're like, okay. Like James Gunn posting crappy jokes on MySpace for whatever reason. Yeah, about rape or whatever. But uh, uh, child stuff. Ugh. Yeah, but he learned, and look, he learned from Super too. I believe I said I compared the Super to like a a college paper. Speaking of school, where it's like you read, you watch it, and you're like. This has potential to be really good. You're almost there. And then he's like, okay, yeah. let me do a rewrite. And then he turns this in. And you're like, yep, this is what I knew. I knew you were capable of this. And sure enough, here he is. 
number eight on the list. And he'll have many more. Absolutely he will. Absolutely. And, yeah, it's it's just, I don't even know, man. Love the soundtrack. Love the soundtrack. It's great. It is great. Well, yeah, how clear, about like, the... Uh... Child of, uh, James Gunn was a child of the 80s, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, how about this cast? How about him? Well, we can cut out two people real quick, because we're not... We don't do much with the voice, but uh, Vin oh, yeah. Diesel is yeah, Groot, Brad- and Bradley Cooper as Rocket, who I would have... I'm good at recognizing voices. I never would have picked out Bradley Cooper's voice with Rocket. The only reason the only reason I knew this was Bradley Cooper is because I knew going in this was Bradley Cooper. But like you had said, yeah, you would never pick up, oh, that's Bradley Cooper. No, he just sounds your completely own. different. And then Groot, yeah. I mean, he, just, he only says one line. It's hard to... <laughs> yeah. Hey, he has two lines, pal. True, but yeah. and then he grunts. So. <laughs> yeah, doesn't talk about family. No, Anything. no family. Uh, yeah, but uh, no, Bradley Cooper was good in this, and I guess Vin Diesel was yeah. good for what he had to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he did his job, which is is good. Uh, let's see, and then we got a. Uh... <laughs> about it like marvel like this was a big chance they took here in my opinion um you know you've got your mainstays like iron man cap thor the hulk you got all them and that's cool and all but then it's like oh my god phase two we need to introduce some new characters how about the guardians of the galaxy they are obscure they are obscure we've got this tree we've got a rocket wreck we've got a humanized raccoon and then we've got okay we've got you know generic leader whatever and then we need a muscle head and then someone pretty that we can put in some green cgi stuff mm-hmm. and they landed on the casting choices i remember even at the time at the time being like oh my god this is so weird how's this gonna work like bradley cooper okay that's cool whatever He'll do just fine. Um, Vin Diesel as a tree, as the joke was on RBR. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Zoe Saldana, she's, you know, you can depend up upon her for sure. Chris Pratt, oh my god, the comic relief from Parks and Rec. He, he's going to be the lead? Yeah. He, uh, he graduated I mean, to a uh, megastar with this movie. Yeah, he absolutely did. He's an A-lister absolutely. now. And you know what's funny is, like, he had to lose weight between seasons, um, you know, for this movie. And the, did, did you ever watch Parks and Rec? Of course. I've seen every episode. Oh, okay. So you know how they explained his weight loss then. Uh, I forget. Stop drinking beer. No. There you go. That, that's it. Yeah. Well, it worked. He ended up with Aubrey Plaza. That's a pretty good get. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then Dave Batista, who it's like, okay, as it turns out, he was comic relief, which works out. But it's like, I had never, like, I had seen Dave Batista in one movie before, and I'm like, oh my God, you're putting a lot of faith in this guy. What movie? Okay, this was a real piece of shit. I know it wasn't Spectre, because you won't see James Bond. No, I don't watch the Bond movies, there's too many of them. Uh, anyway... <laughs> 
It was called Wrong Side of Town. It was actually starring Rob Van Dam. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. It sucks. Yeah, it's it's trash. Yeah, Batista has me blocked on Twitter, and uh, for a long time I never knew why, and I was always mad about it because I never followed him. And I think the only time I tweeted about him was when he won the Rumble, and I was like, this sucks, it should have been Daniel Bryan. And then uh, I found out he blocked me, but he has like half of Twitter blocked, so it's, yeah. it's one of those things. He, he probably <laughs> blocked you because you're tweeting about Stop the Steal. <laughs> oh yeah, that's me. Now, I, yeah. he, um, if you just search like his handle at Dave Batista and then blocked, you'll see all these people like, why am I blocked by Dave Batista? Like, that's all these tweets. <laughs> like, why is Dave Batista having me blocked? And, uh, I'm going to take a look if, if I'm blocked by, by the animal. Uh, yeah, state. Hopefully it, not. I mean, I've seen his account. It's nothing. It's former. Just, it's nothing, you know. It's like, uh, I looked at it last night just to see if I was missing anything, and it was like the usual, hey, I had a great time at this week, at the uh, this event sponsored by such and such, meeting all these great fans. Like, just these generic sponsored tweets, so it's not the hey, special. Well, this is, Batista's account is pretty cringe. Oh, by the way, he's going to be in this um, Knives Out sequel, for what it's worth. Yeah, but like, aren't his tweets are just like, Hey, I had fun meeting these fans at this event, and it's you know, that's cool and all, but like his his header his header on Twitter or his oh, I know. his Vaxed, name vaxed af vaxed af team. hashtag team <laughs> Pfizer that's cringe, dude. It's like, are we still bragging about the vaccine? That was a year ago. <laughs> yeah, COVID vaxes aren't cool anymore. Get find a new slant. Come on now. Yeah, I did see that. I was like, yeah, okay. I mean, I'm back, so, but I didn't feel the need. Look. I didn't feel the need to make it my Twitter handle. Yeah, no. Uh, but he was great in this, I will say. Uh, he had the, my yeah, favorite absolutely. line in the movie, which I will get to. Yeah. And uh, oh, you guys already know the uh, the outro line, so yes, whatever. Uh, yeah. A couple shout outs. Shout out Josh Brolin, who is uh, this guy named Thanos. Never uh, heard of him. Shout out Benicio del Toro, who returns as the collector. That was good. Yes. How about a Jeff shout Green. out? Yeah. It's Howard the Duck. Yeah. I never thought we'd see him again, but here we are. Yeah. Shout this is out how I uh, first... Glenn Close as uh, Irani Rael, the leader of the Nova Corps. Wasn't she in one of those stock or those uh, Fatal Attraction movies? Something like that. Uh, Fatal Attraction, or what's the other one that's the same movie with also Michael Douglas? Uh, I don't remember. Falling Down. Uh, God. I don't know. Because I Michael, feel like he wait, did the was he in Falling Down? I don't movie. know if he was in... Now I'm wondering. I might have... Uh, yeah, Michael Douglas was Falling Down. Okay, good. I need to rewatch that. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't Falling Down. That probably is more relatable today than it was Wait, in 93. <laughs> um, uh, shout out John C. Riley as a corpse member. Yes. Um, yeah, shout out to Dale. Yeah. How about uh, Dijmon Hwansu from uh, the movie Push? Remember him? Yes, Digimon Houston. I remember him quite well. Yeah. Uh, shout out! Sh- shout out, Love Karen him. Karen Gillan as Nebula. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
She's yeah. actually Bay, though, is the thing. Have you seen the Jumanji movies? I have. Yeah, she's Bay. Yeah, her and uh, she's she wasn't in this movie, but the actor who plays Mantis, who Batista always talks about how ugly she is. If you look at her in normal, it's like, well, she's one of the most gorgeous people alive. So, absolutely. Uh, shout out, Michael. Old Michael Roker as Yondu. Yeah, of course. It's a James Gunn movie. You knew Michael Ro- uh, Michael Rooker was going to be in there. I always pronounce it Rooker. I don't know why. Why? Why? Because I do. I don't know. Well, stop it. Um, and the only person, we kind of talked about the main cast. Uh, the only thing else I would add is, uh, let's see, is, uh Gamora was great as a, uh, she would rank very high on the Jenny Blake standard. Yeah, she would. She, she'd be like a nine or 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Pratt, as I said, this was like a star making performance, no pun intended. Yeah. And I guess the last person, you usually don't save them for last, but Lee Pace as a Ronan the Accuser. I, uh, I enjoyed him. I thought he, he was, was a good villain to set up everything. He posed a threat, but not too big of a threat that you thought that, uh, you know, he's not just a f- placeholder until we get to the main guy. That's funny because I felt like he was plug-and-play. Like, I, I felt like this could have been anyone. Um, I mean, maybe. Biggest but... critique with the film would be the villain. Mm. I didn't mind him just because he, well... I mean, okay, look. There's one part where I think he differentiates himself, where I would say he isn't just a plug-and-play guy. From what I remember, I haven't seen Age of Ultron in forever, but from what I remember, he's at least better than Ultron. I can say that much. (laughs) Well, yeah. Um, Now, i say the only thing that... um, I would say is when he gets the infinity stone and then he's like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I'm just going to kill you, Thanos. Oh, I thought that was good. That made yeah. him kind of stand out as something more than just like, uh, who was a good plug and play villain? Silver Samurai from the Wolverine, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Or like the dark elf from the oh, Yeah. That's a good one too. Yeah. Or like the Mandarin, or not the Mandarin, but the actual villain, Guy Pierce. Oh, yeah, Lava Man. Yes. <laughs> or whatever. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I would say um, it's actually not the last time we'll see old Ronan. Anyway. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, spoiler. So we, I, oh, you don't remember? Whatever. Okay. Unless it was in game. It was not. Uh, so oh. we open... I'm forgetting anything? No, I think we're good. We open on Earth in 1988. And a young Peter Quill is listening to his tape player in the hospital. His uh, his dad comes in to get him. And he sees his, his grandpa. Mom. His grandma? Grandpa. That was his grandpa. That's not his dad. I thought it was like his stepdad. Maybe sorry, a stepdad, but definitely the dad who stepped up. It was definitely... yeah. Oh, stop. And it doesn't matter. I'm He's only in the movie for that, that one line to to 
bring him in. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. he's like, yep, come see your mom. So she has cancer. She's near death. They uh, they talk a bit. Uh, she gives him a present, and she passes away. And Peter does not take this news well. He storms out of the hospital, runs off into a field, and then he sees a spaceship, and he is beamed up. <laughs> so, oh my god, this was uh, this was the beginning of how uh, the what if with uh, what if T'Challa was Star Lord, which was like the best what if minus the one about Doctor Strange. I thought that one was a good one. Yeah, what if. of course. They should have started with that one. That was a real I'm... what if. What, the Star-Lord or the... Uh, yeah, the Star-Lord one. I thought that was a really good, uh, like, what if. Like, what if T'Challa yeah. was Star-Lord? That was good. Instead, it was like, what if Peggy Carter I, was Captain America I, I, and we just I, rehashed I, the plot? Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. What if, congratulations, Heil Hitler? Mm-hmm. Should have put that in there. Well, we fast That's forward. Fine. Yeah. What if Captain America didn't get carsick? <laughs> What if he did? Yes, well, actually, I believe him anymore. Well, we fast forward, and Peter's all grown up, and he's exploring this abandoned planet. He's, well, listening to Come and Get Your Love by Redbone on his tape player. He steals an orb. Love it. Yeah, he steals an orb. We don't know what, what it is yet. But some dude comes in, and they come to arrest him. He says, my name is Star-Lord, and we get the famous gif of the guy going, who? And he's like, come on, it's Star-Lord. Anyway, he escapes with the orb, flies off, and he gets a call from Yondu, who is mad that he stole this orb. He puts a bounty on him and wants him brought in alive. And then we meet Ronan the Accuser, and it's uh, Korath, the guy from the Who gif. He's like, uh, yeah. you know, I try to stop Star-Lord, and he tells Ronan all about this dude. And then we meet Gamora and Nebula, the adoptive, adopted daughters of Thanos. So Thanos is hashtag girl dad. And then oh we, my God. <laughs> we cut to Rocket and Groot. Rocket is uh, a bounty hunter, and he spots Stanley yep. hitting on a younger lady. Shout yes, out Stan. and Groot. Groot is his muscle, muscle, but I... And then he sees Peter Quill, who's worth 40,000 units. That's pretty good, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the conversion yeah. of units to dollars is. I don't know, man. But with inflation, you got to think. Like, it probably doesn't carry as much weight as it used to. True. Well, Quill goes to uh, sell the orb, but when he mentions to the merchant about uh, Ronan's after it, the merchant wants no part yeah. of it. Yeah. Outside the shop, there's Gamora waiting on him. She attacks him. She gets the orb as she's a, as she attacks him. Uh, Rocket and Groot go after Quill. And during this whole fight scene, which was very good, by the way, uh, all four great. end up getting arrested. Yeah. A lot yeah. of fun. Disturbing the peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. Um, especially when Groot nabs the, uh, the wrong suspect. He nabs uh, Gamora rather than Star-Lord. Yeah. But yes. And uh, Rock going off on him. He's like, "Learn gender." <laughs> Would be a very problematic line if it happened in 2022. But say la vie. Surprised Disney hasn't was censored pretty... themselves. 
This was the pre-Caitlyn Jenner Marvel era. Yep. So they're all sent to this prison called the Kiln, and as they're walking to the prison, we learn that Gamora wasn't going to get the orb for Ronan. She was going to sell it to a third party, so she's going to turn on uh, Ronan. And then they go to it. Well, we'll find out soon. Okay, I'm interested. Okay. And uh, they go to the general population, and all the inmates hate Gamora because of her association with Ronan. And later that night... What was it with Ronan specifically, or did they know that she is uh, Thanos' daughter as well? Because I think he's also little... not... Well, Drax for Ronan, but... Uh, what are you, just messing with your microphone over there? Something going on? Yeah, you keep, like, tapping your mic or something. Sorry, man, my bad. Okay, that's better. I don't know, yeah. they didn't like Gamora. That's the point. No. Couldn't stand her. So later that night, uh, some prisoners try to kill her, but they are stopped by Drax, the destroyer. He says he'll kill Ronan because Ronan killed his wife and daughter. And he's like, you know, I'll kill something of uh, Ronan's. And uh, Gamora stops him, says uh, that he's not my family. I'm not family to Ronan or Thanos. And Quill talks Drax down, telling him that she'll... She'll take you to Ronan, and we learn Drex has uh, no concept of sarcasm at this point. Yeah, yeah, you can't track metaphors at all. Yeah. The, uh, does the throat slit, and he's like, why would I touch his throat? Why would I put my thumb to his throat? And then, uh, this comment went over your head, and, uh, nothing would go over my head. My reflexes are too fast. I would catch it. Yes. Uh, that's a good, good bit. Absolutely. Uh, we cut to Ronan, who has been summoned by Thanos. This is the first time we get to see this dude, uh, in a movie, not end credits. Yeah. And Thanos tells him to bring back his favorite daughter, Gamora, right in front of Nebula, which was good. He did say my favorite daughter. <laughs> this was He's some a... strong Vince McMahon energy here. <laughs> He's like, or else I will have you killed. That was to Ronan. And then Thanos just kind of floats away on yeah. his chair, grinning like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> his chair just rolls, his, not rolls but it just flies friends. back, and he just has this big grin on his face. <laughs> Dude, like I said, the biggest Vince McMahon energy from this guy in that scene. Yep. And then afterwards, Nebula's like, yep, great plan, Dan. Thanks. <laughs> what was the... Uh, the famous Vince tweet where it's like, happy birthday to my son-in-law, the 13-time so, champion or yeah, whatever. He does like, he does like <laughs> wordy-ass happy birthday tweets for his wife, his daughter, and for Triple H. And then Shane McMahon, at this point, he's in, he, whoever does his tweets is in on the joke because they're just like, happy birthday at Shane McMahon. <laughs> so good. That's it. Uh well, Rocket comes up with a plan to escape from prison, but of course it goes wrong when Groot does the last part of the plan first. Yes. And a riot breaks out, Drax starts helping the four, because he wants to, you know, get his revenge on Ronan. So they yeah. make it to this control room, and they shut off the gravity to stop the guards, because they all start floating. And they make their way to Quill's ship, but Quill has to go back for his tape player. 
and uh, he makes his way. This is my favorite line of the whole movie. <laughs> they're in their ship, and they're like, "Should we just leave them? Like, we can't, we can't wait any longer." And Drax, <laughs> Drax just says, "Behold." <laughs> And then we see Star-Lord flying in, and I just remember, I forgot he said that, and I remember when he said that in the theater, I was just laughing my ass off, and it's just as funny. It's it's something that no human says. You No one says, behold. Behold! <laughs> and it, no, I just uh, lost it. That was the perfect line. It says, behold. Yeah. Behold. Like, if you're waiting on a friend and it's like, oh, there he is, you would never say, behold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to start saying that now. <laughs> like, you're waiting on your friend, you're going bowling tonight, it's like, oh, man, when's, you know, you know, John showing up? Not yeah. our John, but just a John. Yeah. And it's like, uh, behold. Behold! <laughs> he got out of his car. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, I do the, uh, I actually will, like, quote Bane, though. I will be like, ah, speak of the devil. And he shall appear. He shall appear, yeah. Well, back at the prison, Ronan shows up and he's interrogating the guards to see where they went. And Yondu is at the shop where Quill was at earlier asking about the buyer. And the merchant wouldn't tell him. He's like, I can't tell you who's buying it. And then he threatens to kill him with this whistle arrow. I don't know what else to call it. The whistle arrow. But it is. Yeah. And he was like, okay, uh, I'll tell you. And the mysterious buyer is the collector. Yeah. End credits from uh, Dark World. That was Dark World. Thor Dark World, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're and right. Brought in the Infinity Stone. Yeah. Well, the five wick make their way to the nowhere. It's a severed head of a celestial being. I'm guessing we'll learn more about celestials um, probably around 2021. Oof. Yeah. And there's no laws in this area. And Peter learns more about Gamora. Thanos adopted her after killing her parents in front of her. It's the least he could do, I guess. Yeah. And Peter lets Gamora know about his tape player and how it's music his mom used to listen to with him. And that was before she died. Mm-hmm. And Peter's about to kiss her when she uh, when they're listening to music and she does not go well. Yeah. He's a womanizer, as you, you know. Yeah. He's we, a real we, Sam Malone. Sam Mal- Cheers? Yeah. Okay. That, that show holds up. Uh, I bet it does. You know what else holds up? What? Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Also, my pants when I'm wearing a belt, those hold up, too. Well, uh, yeah, they doesn't go well. And uh, there's a big fight because uh, Drax is drunk and they're gambling. And uh, Drax storms off and... Gamora goes off somewhere, and they kind of follow... She goes off to the Collector. They're just like, I eh, forget Drax, he's done. Yeah. So, he we meet the Collector. Well, we've already met him from the Dark World, but uh, yeah. basically he's got the biggest collection of stuff in the galaxy. He's a real hoarder, this guy. Yes. And he's uh, He's got Cosmo, the dog that the Soviets sent into space. It had a different name but they changed it from Marvel. I think it was like Liakku or, I don't know, something. But mm-hmm. they sent a dog to space and it died because, of course it did. <laughs> like, it's yeah. a dog in space. What's it supposed to do? Yeah. Uh, so she wants to sell uh, the collector the orb. And he wants to buy it because it's, it's, it's something and he wants to own it. 
So a collector opens the orb, and inside is an infinity stone. I'm trying to think. I don't think this orb... By the way, uh, I should mention the Instagram uh, EC Hero, or EC Hero cast. EC Hero is the Twitter. But uh, did a Marvel exhibit at uh, our Science Center. Took a lot of great photos of some really great props, but uh, I don't think anything from this movie was in there. Ridiculous. I did get to be that guy, though. They did this intro video before you walk in the exhibit, and they were like... Uh, Iron Man, like, and then they're talking about the history of comics and everything, and then it's like, and then in 2008, Marvel dropped its very first movie, Iron Man. And I was like, that was not the first Marvel oh, movie. No. And I was like, Howard the Duck. Stop. I had to be that guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, technically, it's the first Marvel movie for this, but, uh, although you could also argue Hulk, but, you know, I get what they were saying. I just wanted to be annoying. Um, but yeah, I don't think this had any, uh, Guardians memorabilia. Uh, no, nothing comes to mind. Ridiculous. I know. But Where I, was yeah, this lot, at? This was at, uh, Kosai. It's, uh, gone now. But, uh, there's something similar to it in Las Vegas that's permanent. I think it's still there. I mean, it was permanent. But, um, it's, it's also good. Not as good as this one. I'm guessing it's a traveling exhibit, but it was in Columbus for like almost a year because it was very, very popular. But Labor Day was the final day and that's when I went. But yeah, a lot of good stuff. But uh, yeah, good photos. Um, Let's see. Yeah, no, nothing about Guardians. Anyway, we see the Infinity Stone and Collector explains that, you know, when the Infinity Stones are gathered together, they can destroy planets like it's nothing. But the user of the stones also must be powerful because if they're not, they'll get killed. And he's like, once even a group tried to use them and they were all killed. So Collector's about to pay him when this random pink girl, he's like, I will no longer be your slave. (laughs) Just grabs the stone and uh, pretty much blows everything up. Yeah. And she ruined the Collector's collection. So Quill gets the stone, he puts it back in the orb, and they're about to leave. But Ronan shows up. How did he know they were there? Because Drax sent him a message. <laughs> uh, Yondu also shows up to get Quill, because he was wanted. Uh, Gamora flies off with the orb. Drax attacks Ronan, but it goes very poorly for him. Uh, Nebula heads after Gamora. Uh, Nebula manages to blow up Gamora's pod, and the orb is sucked up into Ronan's ship. Quill gets on uh, the radio, turns himself into Yondu, but before he does, he opens the pod, he gets Gamora, gets his gets her uh, his oxygen mask. As uh, Yondu shows up, they rescue them both from death because there's no air in space. So nice guy yeah. that Peter Quill. Yeah, real nice guy. Back on Nowhere, Rocket yells at Drax that they were captured because you had to call and battle an army by yourself. He's like, you were right. I was blinded by rage. And then uh, Rocket's like, oh, boo-hoo. My wife and, my wife and daughter are dead. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Groot here. Where he's like, oh, can't say that. <laughs> and uh, he's like, well, listen, you know, we all got problems and, you know, I guess the I guess the two of us are just going to have to have to stop him and rescue him. And then Drax is like, nope, the three of us. 
So, Drax is back. Yes. Um, back at Ronin, he tells Thanos, he's like, yep, deal's off. I did not know the orb contained an Infinity Stone. So, I'm going... He puts it inside of his hammer, and he says, uh, well, now I'm the most powerful being in the galaxy now, and after I destroy Xandar, which is this planet that Ronan's people were feuding with, by the way, yeah, he's like, I'm coming for you. And then Thanos just disconnects the call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enough of this guy. Uh, but I did like that. That kept him... That made him a little more unique, I would say. Back on Yondu's ship, Quill convinces... Yondu to free him if he gives him the orb. Or he will get the orb, rather. Uh, anyway, Rocket, Dax, and Groot show up, and they, uh, they're they going to free Quill, but they realize he's already been freed. But they were going to blow up the ship to free him, which, of course, doesn't make any sense, but yeah. they hadn't thought that far ahead. So after a Quill pep talk, he, they come up with a plan to stop Rodan. They're going to have all the ships that Yondu has, fires on Ronin's ship, and they're going to have the Noble Corps help out, they're going to board the ship, and they're going to find Ronin and get the stone, basically. The whole thing is uh, Ronin cannot get on the ground of this planet, or else he can smash his hammer into it and kill everybody. So we don't want that. So they board the ship. Drax tells them all that they're his friends, and Nebula shows up and says something, and then Drax blasts her right away. He's like, nobody talks about my friends that way. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good line. Yeah. And the Nova Corps ships show up. They form this big barrier to block Ronin's ship, but they're eventually breached. And after uh, Quill, Drax, and Groot take out the guards, including Korath, uh, Gamora gets rid of Nebula, who lands on another ship and flies off to another movie. And they they finally make their way to Ronin. They hit him with Rocket's big gun that he was bragging about the whole movie, but does yeah. not do any damage to him. He nails them all with this Infinity Stone as Rocket flies in, crashes into Ronin uh, with his plane that he was in. Uh the ship itself starts to crash, and like I said, they're trying to keep it off the ground, but it finally crash lands on the planet. Uh, Groot wraps everybody inside of this big wooden ball, and uh, he protects them as the ship crashes. Rocket's like, no, don't do it, you'll die, and Groot just says, we are Groot. Our... Yeah, that was Or nice. main crash. Mm-hmm. So the ship crashes, Groot dies, kind of, uh, but Rocket... So, yeah. yeah. Marvel doesn't kill anyone, calm down. No. But uh, Rocket, Drax, and Gamora and Quill are alive, so that's good. Yeah. Then Ronan emerges from the wreckage. Ronan says what uh, one of these Guardians of the Galaxy done. And then he's about to slam his hammer into the planet when Quill just starts dancing. <laughs> Dance off, bro, me and you. Mm hmm. This is why, uh, last week with She Hulk twerking, which I know twerking is kind of cringy within itself, but, uh, yeah. everybody was freaking out about that. And it's like, this was the climax to a Marvel movie, was dancing. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, the twerking of a 15 second end credit scene that made, that was, didn't 
factor into the plot at all. It was not yeah. a big deal. With Megan the Stallion, come on now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The only like I said, twerking it with it itself is is kind of cringy, but uh. Yeah, unless they're packing. <laughs> but uh, yeah. It, I mean, it, that whole controversy, like, what a big. That's a nothing burger. Yeah. So Drax uses the distraction to fire his weapon because Ronan, I don't think, has ever seen dancing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he fires the weapon, hits the hammer, which blows up the weapon, but not the stone, of course. And Quill grabs the stone, and he's strong enough, but it doesn't kill him like it did the Collector Slave. And Quill holds hands with Gamora, then Drax and Rocket, and the four of them are strong enough to contain the Infinity Stone without it killing them. Ronan says, how is this, you know, how is this possible? You're mortal. And Quill says, you said it yourself, bitch, we're the Guardians of the Galaxy. And then bitch. uses the stone's power to kill Ronan. I had forgotten that Ronan dubbed them the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Ronan's dead, so Marvel does kill people. Yeah. Villains. They kill villains, not mm -hmm. people. No. Nobody. Yeah. So Yondu shows up, demands the stone as promised. Quill says they need to give it to the Nova Corps, but he gives them the, Don't the open orb it. anyway. Don't open it. Yeah. As Yondu... This I thought was good. This was kind of... There's not really an end credit scene. I mean, there is, but uh, it doesn't reveal anything. This felt like the end credit scene where they're flying off and one of Yondu's guys is like, probably a good thing we didn't take him to his dad. And then they fly off, so... Yep. That that's, was, uh, it's called a setup. Yeah, that was essentially the end credit scene to build for something in the future. Yeah. Quill then reveals he switched the orbs at the, the Nova Corps. Uh, the Nova Corps, rather, has the, the good um, orb, and Yondu opens up the other orb, and there's a troll doll inside. That's yeah. That's good. That was really good. Yeah. So, at the Nova Corps... Quill uh, learns his mom was human, but his dad was some ancient being, which explains why he could hold the stone. And also, uh, he can... They, Didn't uh, his dad become the sheriff of Fansville? The what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, they, they have their records expunged, too. That was another thing. And they fixed up his ship. Yeah. And on the ship, Peter reads his letter... Uh, his mom wrote him that he wasn't able to ever read when he was a kid, where she calls him, actually, I'm guessing he did, because he called Star-Lord. And then he finally opens up the present that he never opened, and it's another cassette tape, Volume 2. And they play Ain't No Mountains High Enough by Marvin Gaye. Yep, from uh, Remember the Titans, as we all know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, we see a uh, stick that Rocket had salvaged from the site, and he planted it, and it's turning into Baby Groot, which uh, you can also watch uh, Groot's First Steps on Disney+. Plus. Nope. I did. Nope. Not doing it. <laughs> it was five minutes. It was cute. Yeah. You're uh, cute. Okay. Uh, Quill says, uh, well, gang, what should we do? Something good or bad or a bit of both? And Gamora says, well, we'll follow your lead, Star-Lord. And he's like, all right, a little bit of both. And then we roll credits yeah. as Groot dances while Drax polishes his knife. 
And then we get a post-credit scene. We're back at the collector's planet. He's drinking a martini. And uh, he's upset that, uh, you know, his, uh, his whole collection's ruined. Cosmo the dog comes up, licks him in the face. We pan over. We see Howard the duck. And he says, why do you let him lick your face like that? Gross. Yeah, and then he said, no more Mr. Nice Duck. Oh, man. <laughs> what a... Uh, I Take you back to... Back to days of old. That's a that's a hell of a callback, man. I cannot believe that that was that a is, movie we did. That that was a movie we did. Like, oh my god, that was episode eight. Yeah. Was eight, man. Yeah, well, full circle. So I'm pretty much. sure in that episode, I was like, we haven't seen the last of Howard the Duck. And yeah, uh, well, we we tease it. Yeah, we have. Um, We've seen the last of them now. We no. No, we haven't, actually. I'll explain off the air. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I can't think of anything else he's been in, but... It's ridiculous that they even included it, but it's a whole whatever. There's a reason you can't even recall it right now. Um, Is it just, anyway, like, a quick glance? like? I will explain off the air. All right. Well, one day we'll see the end of Howard the Duck. <laughs> Yes, one day we will. Uh, time to uh, grade this movie, and I'm going to start. This was really strong, a really strong effort. The casting just seemed perfect. Like, everyone fit their role just fine. And the comedy was very strong. You know, James Gunn is a master of that sort of thing. And, again, my biggest drawback would be Ronan. I mean, yeah, he had that one, you know, that particular shining moment, you know, oh, are these your guardians of the galaxy? And, you know, him threatening like, oh, I'm going to get rid of this planet, then I'm coming for you. And that's cool and all, but that's really all we got. That's uh, about as much as we got out of him. So I'm giving this an eight and a half out of ten. Eight and a half. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to agree about the uh, the cast was really good. I mean, there was so much, even though he blocked me, I still don't have anything I don't. I think he does the. Um, what's that called? The blockchain. I know that's like Bitcoin stuff. But I was like, say that's a crypto it, thing. Isn't it? Um, like if if uh, it's like oh so this guy like, follows this person. I don't like him, so I'm gonna block all of his followers. Yeah. Do you follow like Dave Portnoy or something? That might be the trigger. Uh, I do this weird thing where I follow people on both sides. I do follow Dave Portnoy, but, like, I follow people on both sides, so it's like, mm. I'll follow, um, I'm guessing the one that probably does it for, for Big Dave is Ben Shapiro, if I had to pick one. <laughs> um, I follow him, yeah. um, I mean, I follow James Gunn, he's pretty liberal, but, uh, yeah. um, who will? uh, Bill Maher, he's been lifelong liberal um uh until a few weeks ago apparently oh, what according a few weeks to, ago just according to some people on the left if you're not far left enough you're not right so oh whatever you know yeah um yeah um well look james gunn <laughs> as we you know chris pratt uh pretty on the right and uh, as we'll see his his dad is too but <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, hey, look, James Gunn does not discriminate against casting, which is good. That's you know, good. You want you want the best people for the job. Yeah. Uh, regardless of their politics. Um, 
That's why I like to listen to both sides, unlike Dave, who just blocks everybody. Anyway, what are you uh, going to this movie? My point about Dave was that I he was probably the highlight of the movie for me. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, even like I said, even though he blocked me, I'm still, uh, still a big fan. I love when he just starts laughing uproariously as people are fighting, or when the ship's crashing, he's laughing uproariously, and then when the ship finally settles, he's just like, yes! Like... Like it was a roller coaster and he had a blast. R.I.P. Yeah. to Top Thrill Dragster at Cedar Point, by the way. But, uh, yeah, he was the highlight of the movie for me. That was a great casting choice. All of it was great. I'm going a 9. Uh, I can't go 10 just because, at the end of the day, I didn't have a problem with Ronan. I thought he was good for what he needed to be. But the threat, you always know, is still going to be Thanos. So until yeah. he arrives, it's like... It's hard to really, you know, it's it's hard to, like, um, believe that anyone else, like, you know they're building to this, so it's hard to take anyone else that's not him seriously. Um, but at least they can make a good effort. I mean, we've seen in some of these X-Men movies, it's like, like who is a great example? Uh, Sebastian Shaw, you know, Kevin Bacon, who got mentioned in this movie quite a bit, who was also in Super from James Gunn. I don't uh-huh. think that was a coincidence. But it's like, obviously, you know, the X-Men win, but Kevin Bacon's still a great, great villain in that movie. But, um, but yeah, Kevin Bacon, Footloose, that, that was the, uh, that was the big, uh, running joke about nobody that liked to dance, and then Kevin Bacon showed up. I don't think Gamora got, uh, sarcasm either, because he said they all have sticks no. up their butt, and she's like, who put the sticks up their butt? Yes. But yeah, I she's like cute. Say, a nine. <laughs> she's what? Yeah, she's cute enough though that it's okay. She doesn't get sarcasm. Yeah, even though she's greed. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I'm not uh, discriminating against skin color. No, I don't do that. Even though no one on Earth is actually green, but if they are, they're probably deathly sick. But whatever. Yeah, what's the uh, jaundice in that the? Uh... Uh, that's, your skin turns yellow if you have jaundice. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, that's, you know, it's a different color. Yeah. Anyway, um, I have a quick spoiler for next, not a spoiler, I have a quick teaser for next week. Yeah. My, um, I, I mentioned this to you off air, but my time capsule includes a well-known felon. Okay. Well, everyone will know this person. I, you don't have to Google. You, you will know this person when I bring him up. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I met him or her before they became a felon. Okay. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. You didn't meet him in the pen. No. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's a tweezer for next week. But uh, we're going we – got a, we got a bit of a Marvel break. What is it? One, yeah. two, three week, four week break from Marvel. Five week break because after the oh, next yes, three, yes, that's we, right. We big got award the, show. We the half decade award show. Golden capies, yeah. yes, the golden capies. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone feel talks like, about. It. Feel like Guardians they, might take some home. They might. Let's not rule it out. But hey, next week, folks, if you're a Walmart Plus member like me, you now have access to free paramount plus it is the ad-based plan 
But free Paramount Plus. You can't beat that. And then with that in mind, fire up Paramount Plus and watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles. Folks, we're ready for it. I've heard bad things. I've heard bad things, but I'm ready for it. I'm going to keep an open mind. I know Megan Fox is in it. I know it's one of the only things she's done since Transformers besides New Girl. But whatever. I'll watch it. I'm ready. Yeah, something tells me it's not going to be as good as the one we did we saw in the 90s. I've seen yeah. it, but I ooh, I have very little memory of it. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Folks. Yeah. And there's a sequel. <laughs> there is. And it has Seamus in it. Yes, it does. Yes. Seamus in the five-star match. Yes. Yes. Now, that being said, folks, we're going to get out of here. We thank you for listening. And to quote uh, one certain tree, (laughs) I am Groot.